0: What the truck! You are
1: listening to Why
2: The
3: Truck!
1: Are you ready to truck it? I'm Dooner here with
2: Michael Vincent, the dude, and today's Monday. It is! Good Monday afternoon, everybody, from my beautiful Freight Alley, and it's going to be gorgeous next week, too, man.
1: Eight days until F3. You're all coming out here. Weather right now is about uh, mid-60s during the Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Fall to about 49 at night. You're probably looking about mid-50s for some of the nighttime festivities. So nice fall night. Maybe you bring a sweater. Maybe you bring a jacket. But other than that, I think
2: it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think you're going to be awesome. Yeah, just a light jacket or something like that. It'd be sweet. Well, you know what's coming to Chattanooga, but Mm. it might
1: not come in time. It is the Pickleball Menace.
2: Right. Uh, The evil horde is descending on freight alley.
1: This is crazy. I was reading a stat about this. Right. You know, we always talk about the driver shortage and there's one parking space for every 11 drivers. That is an abomination, by the way. Think about this stuff. By the way, we'll talk about that ATA survey a little bit later where driver shortage comes up Mm. in in headlines. But look at this statistic. Look at the poor pickleball player.
2: There are one hundred and thirty pickleball players for every one court. That's outrageous! You know what we need to do? What we need to eliminate some of those pickleball. We need players. to eliminate so need to, get need some of them. We ratio.
1: <laughs> you know, we've been on top of this this trend, though. We've been talking about the menace and the fighting that is caused and all that. Well, QSR reports that there is no shortage around it, and now there's some company. Who is this guy? This guy Thompson. He's making uh, his own pickleball. What is this guy? He said it's a 1940s rustic camp. You're going to drink and you're going to play pickleball. I think we got a picture of it. It's called Camp Pickle.
2: You, you, you got booze and they got upscale, uh, like Camp fare. Like really nice hot dogs and stuff like that. So you get drunk, eat some hot dogs, maybe some Mexican food, in a 1940s era camp. <laughs> what is like? What is the 1940s? I think of war when I think of 1940s. Yeah, I, I think of Mr. Miyagi and yeah, and, yeah. Well, <laughs> he
1: says that uh, <laughs> n- America's nostalgic. How can he be nostalgic for pickleball if it's new? That's what I don't know. I don't yeah, get. I
2: don't know. But and especially yeah, in a 1940s camp, especially, um, apparently he's done his market research and Americans are nostalgic for a 1940s camp with pickleball.
1: Well, I, I, the reason I say it won't be here in time, too, is it's only uh, they're only saying they're considering Chattanooga at this point. Oh, so we got time to fight this off.
2: We, we can get, get vaccinated now against the pickleballers. Yeah, they're coming to town.
1: By the way, <laughs> big weekend of college football. Take a take a look Whoa. at the AP Top 25. You satisfied yeah. here? You're number two. Ohio State's yeah, number two. Um,
2: you know what? I, I I don't agree with voting and all this kind of stuff, but looking at this and watching the games and yeah. stuff like that to, and seeing how these people, I this is pretty strong. I, I don't see how you separate really one through four very much. I think there's a fairly decent step off down to Clemson. I'm not sure Clemson should be there. I think Alabama's favorite every day of the week and twice on Sunday yeah. against Clemson. But, you know, it's further down you go there. It's anybody's ball game, man. You're going to tell me Oklahoma State is not going to beat Oregon?
1: No, that's a, that's a good top four that they got on there. I'm not I gonna think argue it, it is. I think not it's solid argue it
2: today. I think it's solid.
1: By the way, uh, we got over to Spirit Halloween last Friday. We got yes, our costumes. This this Friday is our Halloween show due to F three. We won't be live on Monday, which is Halloween, which was when we would usually do it because we'll be setting up yeah. for F three. We'll be greeting you, we'll be meeting you, we'll get everything ready for the World's Fair of Freight that is happening as we besiege downtown Chattanooga and take it over. Right on.
2: I can't hand believe you picked the sexy nurse outfit. Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. I will see what it is.
1: That'll be Friday, though. Be, it'll be a really good time. On today's show, we're going to go into the belly of the beast of double brokering, find out what freight guarding is and whatever the hell else, freight caviars, Paul...
2: Bernard Jaroslawski is up You can up never to. tell with him. You, can't you can never tell. Mm-mm.
1: You can never can tell. Anything. He keeps it uh, close to the vest, right?
2: He, he, do, he does keep it close to it. He won't even come up with that. I mean, he will not release that uh, burger recipe I've been begging him for. for you won't years. know until the
1: umbrella with the poison tip touches you in the in the calf. Yeah, that's right. And then you might not even know. You'll just be like, what
2: happened <laughs> just, to me? You're going to die you ignorant. You will die ignorant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we got Jill. We're going to go LTL. You and Jill Jill will get to nerd out. Jill Clifford, she's a president over at Fleet Plus. I used to work with her. She knows a ton about LTL. Oh, you cool. know a ton about LTL. Like Talk it. about what we need to know in this market. Because we'll talk about the freight market a little bit and we'll see if LTL is any different than that. Plus, we're gonna play this game up here. Okay, boom. We got Joe Spizek. He is the founder of that. He's also the founder and CEO of Overflow Logistics Agency. Wow. And he All started right. a few other companies. So we will play a little trivia with him. We'll have a war between the generations and we'll find out the supply chain behind how this game works. But first, we gotta switch the band and get to a couple headlines. Fleets today cannot waste time waiting for fully driverless technology. <laughs> Fleets today cannot waste time waiting for fully driverless technology. Locomation's autonomous relay convoy systems are safe, legal, and profitable, with no federal regulations holding them back. Join Locomation for the fastest path to commercial deployment at scale across the U.S. at
2: TellemDude. Hey, go to locomation.ai forward slash no barriers immediately after this show. Headlines. Nailed, Nailed, it. It. Nailed
1: it. Nailed it. Can't wait to
2: kick their ass in pickleball. All those
1: guys <laughs> back there. I know they're sweating. <laughs> All right, how far from the bottom are we? That's what Zeke Strickland asks, or oh, Zach Strickland, Zeke. Zach the Lego I Maniac. Like Zeke. Take a look at this chart right here. This is FreightWave's National Truckload Index, and uh, he says that truckload spot rates, excluding total estimated fuel costs, have dropped 37% since their peak value achieved Mm. in the first week of January, Mm -hmm. according to that NTILO. That's line haul only, uh, meaning that there's no fuel. The bulk of that decline occurred in a 13-week period between the first week of February and early May, leveling off throughout most of the summer and early fall. You heard us on here complain about it. We're like, we had the poke it with the stick meme do something. The rates weren't doing anything for months and months, but bad signs as we move into peak, right?
2: Yeah, no, it's not really good, uh, dropping that far. And the, you know, he's talking about the, uh, clav. Do we want to get into that right now? The, uh, <laughs> the contract accepted rates that are going inside there are up 11%, which shows that, uh, there's not a lot of freight that is going to drop off. Right. I mean, when you're looking at this, uh, the green uh, uh, line there is the clav. and you see that that is that is actually staying pretty heavy, uh, pretty pretty heavy right there. I mean, so you what got is the a, what is a clav So that is the contract accepted rates, right? Okay. So contract carriers accepted rates. So contract carriers are taking more and more freight. It's not spilling over into the spot market, which is taking off the pressure, dropping the rejection rates, and lowering those spot market rates.
1: Yeah, a year ago, line haul only was three bucks. Now it's a dollar eighty-three. Looking rough. In That's where that pressure is coming in. What's going on with fuel?
2: Yeah, it is. And fuel, by the way, is going up, which is very, very strange. Take a look at this one here. This is odd, and this is what he's talking about here, is the uh, actual price of diesel uh, going up while spot rates go down, including fuel, which is an odd thing to have happen, especially when you start seeing uh, uh, it going opposite directions is very, very strange. To see it go in opposite directions with fuel being the one going up is even stranger because you're talking about less demand for diesel fuel while diesel fuel prices are going up, right, from the industry. And what this indicates here is what he's saying here, and I agree with is there's a lot of room in those carrier operating margins to be to be spent uh to absorb some of this stuff and the balance between capacity and supply, demand is shifting dramatically, obviously. But that's because spot rates including
1: fuel fell fifteen yes. percent from early March to early May. Right. Well the retail diesel prices, they increased forty percent. That's pretty uh that's pretty rough. You don't often see that. And that's where it really stands out. And one of the reasons too is just demand is eroding. People aren't doing anything. And if you look at accepted tender volumes and uh, contract rates and contract rejects and load volumes. They're just not adding up. And that's what you're seeing out there. And we're hearing more and more drivers, especially those ones that came out in the past two years,
2: singing them low rate blues. Yeah, I mean, and it's one of those perfect storms. As we're going down, you got diesel prices going up because of external uh, forces.
1: Well, everyone's aware of of it, though. I mean, the ATA survey, it highlights this. Runaway diesel prices, they top the trucking industry's critical issues list. Uh, Soaring diesel prices displaced the driver shortage after five years in the top spot in the American Transportation Research Institute's 18th annual critical issues in the trucking industry. Here they are. Show these over here. You can actually see the contrast between what drivers care about and what carriers care about. The, AT- the ATRI president and COO, Rebecca Brewster, she said it certainly brings attention to um, to it when it overtakes something like driver shortage, although that... And ourselves, going to put an asterisk on when tender rejections yeah, are yeah. sub 4.5%. <laughs> the issue isn't that there's not enough drivers. <laughs> no, the Intimate research not. group that works closely with the uh, ATA released its 18th annual survey that just came out over the weekend. They had a big conference. Truck parking was number 10 on the motor carriers list and number one on that driver's list. That's a big disparity you're wow. going to notice there.
2: They're in tune with each other, aren't they? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Florida and Tennessee recently won $37.6 million in competitive grants from the DOT for truck parking projects in their state. They see that there's an issue that the federal motor or the FMCSA Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is keenly aware of this issue. Robin hutchinson fmcsa administrator told a gathering of ata conference attendees on saturday
1: now here's what commercial drivers say their number one is truck parking fuel prices driver yeah. compensation detention speed limiters economy hours of service rules eld mandates driver training standards transportation infrastructure congestion and funding all really sensible things if you're a driver yeah. meanwhile motor carriers are beating that driver shortage drum again uh, driver retention that is a real actual issue fuel prices of course Two for drivers, three for yeah. carriers, so huge issue. CSA scores, we've covered those on here, and that's becoming a, a bigger one for the drivers. Sure. Economy, obviously, lawsuit abuse reform. Those are those nuclear verdicts. Although, are, can we still call them nuclear verdicts considering we're like on the verge of a nuclear war? Or is that term almost passe? Uh,
2: um, yeah, I don't know what you would uh, inflate it to.
1: Something else. I, don't uh, know. I guess. Really I don't expensive know. verdicts that kill you i don't know <laughs> D- diesel technician shortage detention delay customer facility and truck parking so at least they do have truck parking on there but it's, again, it made it's the top 10, but 10
2: yeah you can see how out of tune they are right here and as motor carriers i agree with these externally but internally i would think if they look at their business model um it may be internal it may be flipped a little bit maybe more in turn if you look in you know what internal issues rather than external issues of course hey meanwhile Wait, that's me. That's your weekend barbecue, right? Yeah. That was... How'd you get this so quick? Hey, no. Just
1: any street in America.
2: You know what that guy needs? <laughs> he needs a... He needs a turkey deep fryer for Thanksgiving. It's a turkey, he needs a turkey
1: full of uh, M80s. We got we got Frank Caviar. He's here to join us right now. Paul, you ever blow up any fireworks before?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> no, never had one of those accidents.
0: S- cautionary here. No, I've, I've, blown, I've blown up some fireworks. Uh, I've never gotten into trouble with it, though. So I guess uh, that's the good part. I got my sl- sl- slanted painting over here. looks looks pretty bad. On the camera,
1: I didn't realize what, that. What is it? Recording. Uh, well, what's it a of? Is that? A painting? Is that? It looks like I, I can't see that. But it looks like a toaster oven or something.
2: Yeah, it's his favorite toaster oven.
1: Wait, what, what oh, is it? Yeah? Painted? Oh, no,
0: <laughs> what is it? Well, I don't know. It's it's like the famous painting of like Chicago. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it's called. It was here in the apartment when I moved in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh wow! It was in the what frame. To The person who
0: used to live there. <laughs> uh they moved out
2: it, <laughs> okay. co- it, co- it covers a blood <laughs> a blood stain it covers a blood stain yeah and the uh,
1: and the landlord's cameras um speaking of cameras yeah, what about no what do you think about freight media scrums do you think we got to like monetize this do you think we need like a freight media like pickleball league or a underground fight club uh that
0: that sounds like a great idea especially out in Chattanooga And Nashville, you got the Nashville transportation club. Uh, I I think it definitely makes sense for Tennessee and for, for Illinois. Uh, Definitely some competition between Chicago and Chattanooga.
2: Yeah. Maybe a cribbage tournament. A cribbage tournament? I don't know what the hell that is. That just sounds funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Paul, let's talk about something. Let's talk about a serious issue, the serious issue of double brokering. You did a whole series on backthetruckup.com. It was very successful. Um, Talk to us a little bit about double brokering. What do we need to know about double brokering in 2022? What's going on in the world?
0: Uh, Well, with the declining market, freight market, uh, and with the, I guess, Amount of door brokers on the market. Uh, you're seeing as a freight broker, you're seeing a lot more spam calls coming in from door brokers. So you're getting more emails, more phone calls because there's less loads being posted mm-hmm. and more people are, you know, these door brokers. If when the, the market dips, they're the ones that are going to get first in trouble because they don't have, you know, loads to do a broker anymore. So um, in 2022 compared to 2021, there's a lot less freight. So, each broker individually has a lot more spam calls. At least that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing that a lot of freight brokers are getting like nonstop, like just emails and phone calls from these other brokers that are in foreign countries uh, for the most part, but they're also uh, in uh, Tijuana, Mexico, like back to truck up reported. And they're also out there in, in Los Angeles area. So uh, that's definitely something to know about 2022 compared to 2021. And there's a lot of
2: them. Uh,
1: wow. A ton. Wait, hold on. Before we even move past this, I, I just uh, so, so I some that. late breaking information has come to my ear. That poster behind, I mean, the painting behind you is called Nighthawks by
2: Edward Hooper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a really famous painting. I forgot the name of it, but it's, I think it's actually a painting from Chicago. Okay, I like my hunting and pollen poster a lot more. The hunting, I and do
2: too. Poster. I like the <laughs> Poland poster. That is, that's pretty sweet, right there. That should be somebody's logo. I love that. It's I from uh, nineteen
0: sixty-two.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Great. That's a year yeah, Dune That's Nice little report. vintage poster. <laughs> so double brokers let's talk about let's talk about these guys are they are, do they realize that they're illegal or are there some of them running into it thinking that uh this is actually positive because they're they're actually foreign right i mean do they understand yeah. the negative connotations here or are people being brought into this business thinking it's legit
0: so from what i've heard and what the messages i get from people uh essentially a lot of them get put into this industry you know they apply for a job they get the job and they find out it's for an American logistics company that has a foreign office. And they're like, oh, cool. I'm going to be working for an American logistics company. Yeah. And then they get taught all these tricks. And the people that train them typically tell them, like, this is how the industry works. Uh, like, everyone is sh- like works this way. It's, it's got, like, there's a lot of shadiness involved. And it's, like, the, the, the gist that I'm getting from is, like, they're not doing a, they're not doing anything bad. And there's people doing things that are a lot worse than them. Like not paying trucking companies, and they're actually paying trucking companies. They're just taking a cut in the middle, mm. uh, essentially creating a, essentially creating another middleman, an unnecessary middleman. So, from what I've been hearing from people, a lot of a lot of it is just like the training that they get, they get thrown into, makes it like they ingrained in them that this is not that bad.
1: Gotcha. Interesting. So, one of the things when I ever when I see these exchanges, and I think one of them was in the article, and people when they're yelling at each other about this, stuff, freight guarding comes up all the time. What is freight guarding? Right. Oh, so there's this website. Uh,
0: it's it's called Carrier Four One One, and essentially, like, a lot of freight brokers use it to report companies, trucking companies, uh, for fraud and activity, for bro- bro- brokering, for not for missing a pickup, and so essentially, people essentially just freight guard any double broker that like calls them and you know they they could identify them pretty easily uh so a freight guard is essentially just putting out information that this company should be avoided at all costs because they're either a double broker
1: they committed some fraud or they just won't pick up your load so is it like a bad yelp review or how is this like translate on the other end i'm just curious for those who haven't like been within that system Mm -hmm. what is it what does it look like to other uh carriers and, and whoever's using the system
0: yeah I would I would think that it's even worse than like a bad Yelp review because it's it's basically like uh, it's like a nuclear bomb of I guess of like a Yelp review. <laughs> We're wow. going to be using oh, the word oh. nuclear. <laughs> it's wow. like really like you you there's a really big problem with this carrier. Like I mean, having worked in the industry for six years as a freight broker, I've probably freight guarded like fifteen companies. So. It doesn't happen that often, and usually it happens when there's really, like, a problem with this carrier. And, uh, since freight brokers are fed up with double brokers, there are some companies that immediately they know that this is double broker, and they're going to freight guard right away, uh, you know, without even sending them a rate confirmation. And unfortunately, some trucking companies get get accused of double brokering, even though maybe they, they didn't double broker the load. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what a freight guard is.
2: Yeah, well that's what I was gonna ask uh, along those lines of your last statement there is is what is the assurance within freight guard that it's not being abused? Well I mean, you oh,
0: report uh yeah. reports of carrier four one one and carrier four one one might uh be like, oh, this is kind of absurd or like I've I've had a freight guard deleted one that I written out before. I got I got mad at a trucking company and uh, they got that freight guard removed because it wasn't really uh I don't know. I guess I, it was a bad. It was it wasn't like a freight guard that made sense to write. So carrier four hundred one removed a freight guard I used, I wrote before. So there there are definitely ways to get it removed, but it it is difficult. And a lot of like the top freight brokerages they won't work with you if you have a freight guard and like that are it's a recent freight guard or a double broken freight guard or like missed pickup. Like they just will put you in your do not use list. So it, it affects trucking companies a lot. Like trucking companies could get potentially a freight guard could get them out of business if, if it's uh, depending on the situation.
1: Isn't that yeah. kind of concerning? Like how yeah. are they verifying that the, rep- if this is That's that, can mean. that be that damaging to a trucking company? How are they verifying that these are even legitimate or they're not just like Paul kind of being like kind of pissed off and writing something really angry on freight guard. And he's like, yeah, that could have been, it could have stayed in my head.
2: Did they look for the LOL at the end of the comment? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it, it's tough to say. Um, I know that there's been carriers that have, you know, put in a lot of work. They've they've hired lawyers. They've they've gone to court over freight guards. Uh, Therefore, uh, I guess if if there's a will to fight it, um, there's there's always some kind of way to get it removed. Overall, you don't want to have like a bad reputation of just freight guarding. Because at the same time, like if you're a freight broker, you're reading these freight guards, the new freight guards all the time. Because you, you, you see the companies that you follow. And if there's a freight guard, you get an update like this company got freight guarded. And then if you see a company that's... There's, there's a few brokerages that freight guard every day. And then you're like, oh, okay, this freight guard doesn't mean that much. Because this freight brokerage will freight guard anyone for th- the smallest issue. Mm-hmm. Therefore, um, I guess it just depends on the broker and the person that's paying attention to them to kind of make their own decision. It, it's a way to definitely... Uh, kind of understand which companies are really shady uh, and make sure that they're do not use in a system. Whereas, you know, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. So I, I think overall it's, it's a good system in place. And there's obviously there's a lot of like uh, competitors now in the market with the uh, carrier assure uh, with uh, by, made by Cassandra gain. So there there's definitely going to be ways uh, to improve the system overall.
2: Yeah. It would sound like it, because it sounds like right now you got to look at it and go, like you said, this person reports everything, so everything they report, you got to take with a grain of salt, or this person gets, or this company gets reported all the time, so obviously there is something there. And but it sounds
1: like companies. the major carriers aren't taking it with a grain of salt. They're saying, oh, okay, so figure it out on here. Well, so it's, maybe it's, they
2: can't, right? I mean, there's there's uh, things that you can put in your TMS that just blocks them, yeah. as soon as they get a bad report, you don't get to have that actual, you know, common sense, uh, 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 you know, discussion. About yeah, it. I mean, I do that for people in Salesforce. Sure. You know, do
1: not work with this person. Bad guest. Not funny. No sense of humor. After every show. <laughs> After every After show. After every show True. that goes Suri out. Sure he had a whole book did on it. bigger than the FBI's.
2: Has random paintings that he doesn't know <laughs> on his well. crooked paintings. Can't hang painting worth shit, Yeah, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Terrible interior designer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're going to play. Paul, hey, Paul, what do you got coming up on uh, Freight Caviar we let to Go? Where should people go and catch up with you and, um, and read the rest of your stuff? So yeah, you?
0: we're actually, we're, uh, well, I'm working on an article right now for Back the Truck Up that Reviews glass door reviews for freight brokerages to see if freight brokers are actually worth working for. Ooh, uh, with the reviews that they have left. So I, I think that's something that we're working on. That's gonna be pretty funny and cool to look at Glassdoor reviews for freight brokerages. Uh, overall, definitely uh, check out freightcaviar. and follow me on Instagram for the latest uh, freight caviar content.
1: Do Go it. On. Go follow him. Hey, have a you guys do po- You don't do, wait. You, you do Halloween in Poland, don't you? Uh it's not that popular. It's like.
0: No. Because uh, it's it's people real, celebrate, they have, they have Halloween parties, but you can't go trick or treating. Like, oh, people! Like, there's like,
2: why? What would happen if you any, just knocked like, on someone's, someone's door on October? and You're like, you don't want a pierogi and a, and a kibasa? They'll probably
0: yeah. think that you're like Jehovah's Witness or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just want to answer. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: <wait>. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, well they'll give you a cigarette and a shot of vodka that's what they'll give
2: you they, oh. yeah, yeah maybe a pierogi or something like that <laughs> all right well <laughs> oh,
1: yeah exactly a pierogi and kielbasa <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that'd be all me, paul take care we'll catch up with you soon thanks for coming thanks, on guys. thanks guys take Sweet. it easy
2: uh, you know hey and and non-competes at the double broker you ever been freight? i'm just you don't even have a trucking company i'm just
1: gonna freight guard you for the hell of it
2: yeah why not why not i have an mc number
1: why not? Then Jill won't come on because she'll look it up. Let's ask her. Jill Clifford, president at Freight Plus. She's here with us. Oh. Pretty relevant. Jill, you ever use this freight card thing? Or are you checking out your carriers on here and going, nope, that guy sucks because they got a bad freight card?
4: You do. We use carrier 411. It's like the Yelp for truck drivers, right?
1: Wow. So yeah.
4: Tim, Tim has shown up at a you know receiver and he's a jerk more than three times. We don't use them even if... The you know the MC clears the driver safety rating clears um, through yeah. all of the other transportation technology we use, but we absolutely use it. It's important, yeah.
2: super important. It's dangerous because those listen, reviews can Tim, be don't.
3: those
2: those reviews can be really entertaining, and you can go deep into those because it's pretty funny to watch some of the arguments that are on four hundred and eleven. Actually, right.
4: Sure. I don't want to be on Tim's Salesforce review, or maybe I do. We'll
1: have to see how that goes. <laughs> I don't, I don't really, I don't really. When I was doing sales, I actually, you'd put like notes in like yeah. that when you did. <laughs> sure. When you did. Jill, is it easier? Like, let's start, let's start there. Right now it's fall 2022 in the market. We'll get into some LTL, but right now, is it easier than ever to find a carrier? Is it, is it harder? Is tech helping? Um, you guys have an interesting seat on that being uh, managed transportation. You're looking at carriers all the time. What is What are you seeing?
4: I mean, I would have to say, you know, managed transportation is a difficult market to work in. It's much different than transactional truckload brokerage. But this is the benefit of managed transportation is we're really trying to build those strategic relationships with underlying carrier assets. Um, And in a managed trans model, you have the ability to do that better than a transactional brokerage model. As you're looking at all volumes from a client, Uh, You're not transactionally out shopping for carrier rates at the load level. You're building those relationships. So, you know, for us, you know, capacity has loosened a bit. Um, The spot market is, you know, in some ways driving those contract rates down. But in the overall strategy of building strategic partnerships with carriers, I I think we're in a good spot. And the technology definitely helps for sure. No question.
2: Yeah, good technology with that visibility for that capacity and the loads is really, really important. The other part of this, I would imagine, and uh, hopefully you've got opinion on this, is the ability to manage different modes of transportation, LTL truckload, intermodal as well. Correct?
4: Yeah, and we're in the global market too. Um, so the visit, you know, the visibility is key. You know, we're looking for, we don't call them requests for pricing. We call them requests for partnerships. Um, Mm -hmm. And what you can offer us with visibility is just as important as to, if not more important at times as to what you can offer us for price.
1: How are those going? How are um, your requests for partnership going? You know, last year during the pandemic, there was big talk of mini bids. Nobody wanted to commit Mm -hmm. and everything. And now we're in a different market. What what does it look like in fall? What are the conversations that you guys are having?
4: Yeah, so um, if you look at it by mode, for much of last year in the truckload mode, we were in quarterly contracted rates. We're seeing some of that market loosen a little bit where we're now maybe in a six-month rate versus a quarterly rate. Uh, but again, name of the game is to work with those carrier partners uh, and continue to work with them as long as service first, price second are, are able to be met. So a little bit of length on the contracts. We, we're not at annual contracts. Some dedicated lanes we are, um, but the traditional contracts running between a three to six month. That's for truckload. For less than truckload, we're in 12-year 12, 12 agreements.
2: 12-year agreement. So what is the LTL market looking like these days? It it kind of is askew a little bit from the truckload. It reacts to truckload or truckload reacts to it uh, in a bit of a different cycle. So where are we at right now with uh, LTL going into this holiday season?
4: Yeah, I would say, you know, LTL carriers are, are disciplined in pricing. You know, since 8 09, they've gotten a lot better at it. Um, you know, they there is capacity in that market, certainly not as much as in the truckload market. Uh, it's still pretty tight. And, you know, the LTL carriers, they don't have to like transactional truckload carriers dealing with like spot came down, spot truckload contracts came down, you know, spot rates came down 20% under contract. Mm. Uh, You know, LTL carriers aren't dealing with that. So their pricing discipline, uh, they've maintained uh, price increases and they've maintained it throughout much of the year and last year. Uh, You don't see that LTL pricing coming down like you do in the truckload contract. And again, I think they they are pretty disciplined. It's a $51 billion industry. Um, And the LTL carriers are gaining in that they're getting now more into e-commerce than ever before. Mm-hmm. They are also, you know, building terminals or moving into terminals closer to the ports, uh, so they're getting the hands on that international freight sooner. And, and as we saw throughout the last couple of years, sourcing has been such a problem. So maybe you, you were a single source uh, supplier. You know, you were buying from one vendor, and now you're buying from multiple, which is turning the mode uh, increases in that LTL mode. So maybe you're sourcing raw materials now f- from three different domestic suppliers versus one, which is creating more or less than truckload shipments. Right. Um, so I think pricing, you know, 2023, you will see pricing probably come down a little bit in the LTL market. Much of that will be uh, towards the diesel cost. Um, but again, I think they're going to be pretty disciplined in pricing. Yeah, what- then
1: When you are reviewing people's transportation spend and the modes they're using, how often do you find in LTL that the classifications that they've been given or that they're using Mm. are completely wrong?
4: Uh, A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot. Um, And it's a big piece of the negotiation. The other problem is You know, shippers who can accurately class their items or their products are doing it at the SKU level, item level in an ERP, let's say, in an ERP system. And if they're shipping mixed pallets, what the carriers are after is the freight class as a shipping pallet, right? Most right. LTL shipments move on pallets. And so that can completely change when you actually uh, put together a pallet of product. You may understand, you may looked up in the fast class SMC based on shipping uh, soup, what your freight class should be and have an idea of maybe what the length, width and height are. But when you put them on mixed pallets, that's, that's really what they're after. And that's the work that we spend with shippers. Um, There's a lot of shipper behavior that drives LTL carrier pricing and understanding what that is. Um, We spend a lot of time educating shippers on how they're preparing freight, how they're treating carriers at pickup, how long they're retaining. Um, And, you know, the other thing we're seeing in the LTL market that I've been at this since 1989, um, and it's new in our market, is LTL carriers they used to take freight or take on customers that weren't actually great customers, but they would just raise the rate. They would say, all right, yeah. you're going to you delay me a pickup. You're going to delay me a delivery. I'm going to make sure I, I accrue for that in the rate. Now they're saying we're not going to work with those customers. Yeah. So used- now more than ever. Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, it, it used to be that, you know, there was no such thing as bad freight, just poorly priced, right? And now they're realizing that there actually is bad freight bad freight um so i mean and that what you're talking about there with those mixed pallets is really that fak and the proper use of what an fak is right instead of the bastardized that it has become in many places is just a discount tool right that just that and and that's the proper use of it is for those mixed pallets to get that average and get the the proper pricing that is that is out there what do you think about density based um uh pricing and a move away from the nmfc is that something in our future uh that we, we can count on or no
4: i think everyone's talking about it just like they are you know the idea of dynamic pricing and so you have ltl carriers who are saying look you have me on this route guide for all of this freight in these lanes but would you give me access to the freight we're not getting just give me the visibility to that because there may be times during the week or during the month where i can actually price that pretty aggressively in a dynamic Mm -hmm. model Right. That's one. Two is, again, the, the density. I think the issue becomes, you know, in theory, it all makes sense. I mean, how old is freight classification? Um, and and to shippers' defense, it's hard to figure out what your freight class should be. Almost mm-hmm. everything is a density now. Um, but systems need to be able to support that. So we still struggle shippers having the ability to actually give you cube. Or density at the order level, shipment level, load level, most of them don't have it. And so having the systems and the technology to be able to support some of this dynamic pricing as well as density pricing, I think will slow things down. But they're talking about, you know, everybody's talking about it and everyone's trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah. You know, everyone went from feeling kind of bulletproof last year in, in their positions, especially if you're in supply chain because of labor shortages and the great resignation. You know, you had control and that's changed. And that's that ripples. That psychology ripples throughout organizations, um, companies that now they're they're being pressured to reduce spend and get these costs down and get the wolf away from their door and their CFO off their back. What advice do you have for them who want to save some money now on their shipping? What should they think about today?
4: That's the same advice we've been giving since 1988, which is it hasn't changed. Uh, You need to be a good partner to your carriers. Uh, You need to understand that they, too, need to make a profit just like you two. And gone are the days where you can beat your carriers up for price, you can not treat them as a partner, and you can give them crappy freight that doesn't service them well. Uh, that doesn't work anymore because you have always had the ability usually to really measure performance of your carriers. And they now have the ability to measure you. And I think the shift in the LTL carrier discipline and pricing, it's not really around gaining more revenue. It's gaining more profitable freight. Mm -hmm. And they've gotten really good at measuring what's profitable in their environment versus what isn't. And I think that's key for shippers and we spend a lot of time with our clients really working through strategies, whether they're operational strategies at at docks, whether they're data visibility strategies at the order level, what can you give us, when can you give it to us? You know, the more forecasting we can plan with LTL carrier, any carrier, any mode for that matter. But, you know, these LTL carriers, if you can get them a forecast and you can plan ahead and they can plan ahead, you're going to alleviate higher prices every time.
1: True words, true words, and so you know, it's always the same. Good market, bad market. You still got to, you still have to create those relationships. And you know, if you haven't really done that, you're worried about that. You you want to get be proactive before your CFO says, "Why are we losing so much money now? Or why isn't anything moving? Or have you looked at the spend?" Go to a company like Freight Plus. Have them look at it. The worst thing they're going to do is not find anything. Today. That's right. Have them look at your stuff. See what they can do for you. Jill, thank you so much. So excited to have you back on the show. I Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for
4: having me. I appreciate it. Good to see you both.
1: Take care. Right on. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Interesting stuff.
2: Totally different animal.
1: Totally different animal? Yeah. That, that, that gang over there before I came over uh, to this side of the house. Oh, that's Anyways. right. XPO is driven to put your freight first. With coverage in 99% of U.S. zip codes as well as key routes in Mexico and Canada, XPO will help you get your shipment where they need to go on time and damage-free. All fine-tuned by over 35 years of world-class LTL experience. Right on.
2: Learn more. Tell them, dude. Hey, go to ltl solutionsxpo .com immediately after this show. Well,
1: we're about to play
2: some trivia. Before
1: oh, that, cool. let's hear a little CB radio trivia. Oh, let's see what goes it. on actually in the trucks.
4: My dad said it's, it's a good job.
2: Your dad lied to you. <laughs> I don't think you were listening well, because if your dad does this, he would have told
1: you it's a good paying job. It's not a good job by any means. <laughs> but, but you don't get paid in this. What are you about pal? Kids don't pay attention to nothing anymore. You don't want this dog? I was thinking of a comeback.
2: Still don't know what it means, pal. So there ain't nobody going to tell that young lady what it means? They, they do. acknowledge it? me. Made you up. <laughs> don't know what ten four means. If that's not a lady, you need to start chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it means okay.
1: What was the tough crowd, too?
2: No Don't That's what
1: copy
2: means. Copy, 10-4, Roger. Alright, well. That's kind of cool. I wonder if it hour's thing. Yes, or no, or maybe, or kind of. You feel like a cop when I say that, though. Roger. Roger, oh, what's your sure. victory <laughs> all
1: right, Well, that's what goes on there. So, that lady, she asked what 10-4 was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she, you get to, go go to, get she to go through all that pilot. You got to go through all that crap. You got to go through all that crap to get there. To Joe 10-4. will give us that much crap if we get any of these OK Boomer questions. He's the founder and CEO over at OK Boomer and Overflow Logistics Agency. Joey, thanks for coming back on the show. Or Actually, I don't know if you came on. It was your, It was was your. It was the guy who worked with you who played guitar who came on, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, so he came on, and then I was on for a short skit as well, so thanks for having me back, boys. Good to see you guys again.
1: I was just thinking about that, and I was like, was it, I I, I was like two memories were merging in my mind, and I'm like, I don't think he can shred, and I was like, that's the guy that works with him. Where where are you sitting at these days?
3: So I uh, am down in Austin, Texas. The last time I talked with you guys was whenever I still owned Ship Daddy, ended up selling that about two years ago and starting Mm -hmm. to overflow, Uh, and now I'm back, baby. Wow. Nice.
1: Well, hey, how was that? Was that a good time to sell a couple of years ago? how things going?
3: Yeah, it was great, man. Um, Ship Daddy's still in business, owned by two of my best friends since childhood. Um, they're still up there running the show from a third-party logistics, warehousing, e-commerce fulfillment, shipping perspective. And now what I'm doing at Overflow is we help the Ship Daddies of the world, the, what I like to call boutique level 3PLs uh, with sales and marketing. So we help those warehouse companies fill up their warehouses with their ideal customer profile.
2: Wow. That's, that's really cool. So they're still best friends. So obviously it's doing well. What's a, uh, what's the overflow space looking like these days pretty full or what's going on?
3: Yeah. So we have, we work with, you know, hundreds of warehouses all across the country. Uh, we have a large 3PL directory where we catalog these different warehouses on our website. Um, and then we're able to have e-commerce brands come to us and, and instead of, having to get pricing from 20 different warehouses and try and compare apples to apples, they can just come to us and we can match them with 3PLs. Hmm. And uh, 3PLs can come to us and we can help them with marketing so they can focus on their operations. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha,
1: gotcha. And he's also got a fun job. He's he's also got the fun job. As the CEO and founder of this game right here i don't know if you've ever made a game before i actually did once in like i think it was like social studies in seventh grade you had to make like a board game and a trivia game mm-hmm. there's a significant amount of work for something that didn't work well or play at all but he's got his little okay boomer trivia game here also up to an expansion pack he's got two different decks and tell us a little bit about this where did uh, okay boomer come from
3: yeah sure thing um so I come from a family of, I have three sisters and I have two awesome parents, and we have a great extended family as well. We love to play tabletop board games together. And so it was a few Christmases ago, uh, I was playing Trivial Pursuit with my grandparents, my parents, my three sisters, uh, and we were all getting our butts kicked by my grandparents and my parents. And in typical whiny millennial fashion, I kept saying, well, hey, if these actually, if this game actually had questions that related to our generations, millennial and Gen Z, you know, we would be the ones kicking your guys. butt. Uh, so I t- went online that night to look for a-, a trivia game that had questions inclusive of every generation and I couldn't find anything. Uh, so, you know, I set out to create my own game uh, to, you know, exact revenge on my family and be able to actually <laughs> win a trivia, a-, a-, a trivia board game night with my family. So, yeah. Fast forward like uh, six months to a year after that, uh, we ended up creating a game and uh, this is how you play. So there's five different decks. Uh, so there is Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X, uh, Baby Boomer, and then Silent Generation, which would be my grandparents. And the way you win the game is by getting a trivia question correct from each one of the generations. Um, pretty straightforward, but nothing really existed um, a couple years ago on the market at that time. And Uh, it's been super popular since then. Yeah, so it's been doing really well.
2: I I think it's awesome. And uh, I tell you what, I would, I struggle with the millennial questions.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think he's going to get past there. I think that, uh, you know, I I, I think I can take this title back. I lost a potato salad title. I think you could
2: too. I'm not going to bet you.
1: (laughs) Can you make, can you just lie that you're going to bet me to make this interesting television? (laughs) All right, let's bet
2: fucking heck. i'll do it anyways <laughs> you could i was just setting it up there so you could shame okay. me into betting you okay. joe joe how do we play around can 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 we can, can i play this man
3: yes let's do it boys uh how do you guys want to play so i can either uh you want me to play host and i can ask you guys questions or yeah. how do you want to do it yeah how That's
1: about you cool? be the
2: host this time yeah. That's
3: cool nice okay
2: we'll make you the game all right answer. guys not allowed to touch your so, keyboard
3: all right no 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 looking yes, thing no here. All right, so which one of you would like to go first and which generation would you like to select from?
1: Boom. I'll go first and I'll start with the Zoomers.
3: All right, let's do it. All right, so category, would you like entertainment or sports?
1: I'll go with entertainment.
3: Entertainment. What British artist is known for popular songs like Thinking Out Loud and Perfect?
1: Uh, Harry Styles.
3: Incorrect. The answer is Ed Sheeran. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, he kind of looks like our
2: Guy Fraser that works here. I don't know who either one of them are. <laughs> <laughs> He's already behind. You can have half a point just because right, you said a you name. <laughs>
3: okay. Should we, should we go Gen Z with you as well? Sure. Sure. Okay. Entertainment or sports? Sports. What fighter became the first female to sign a contract with the UFC in 2013?
2: Rhonda Rousey?
3: Correct. Oh, let's woo! go. Oh, oh man. Woo! I knew that
1: one. I knew that one, too.
2: <sighs>
1: All right, it's the only so name
2: I know of female I uh, use.
1: <laughs> I always count on getting this, the Zoomer point. Now I got to get the Millennial point. All right.
3: All right. I millennials, guess. Here we go. All right. Um, let's mix it up. Well, let's do science or trends. Trend. trend. What unisex style of sheepskin boots worn by celebrities like Jennifer Lopez, Kate Upton, and Tom Brady made a resurgence in the 2000s? Oh, they were Uggs. Yeah, of course. Ugg boots. Great. Uggs. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Yeah. There we go.
2: <laughs> Step. Come on, man. It's tied now. All right. Has, has His- be easy. I knew that okay. answer.
3: <laughs> okay, your millennial question <laughs> now for you. All right. What you got? All right. Here we go. History or trends? Oh,
2: uh, I don't know. Uh, trends. Let's make it hard on myself. Right. Yeah, sure. That'd
3: be a good one. What social networking site guaranteed you would always have Tom as a friend? Oh,
2: man, I don't know. Uh, I always have what as a friend? Tom. I don't know. TikTok. Can
1: I can I take the point? Nope. Can I take the point? Can I answer <laughs> no, for the point? No, I couldn't right, take your scary. point. We're changing the rules now. We're changing oh. the rules. It is Myspace
2: correct (laughs) it's still 1-1 you can't take my point i wasn't allowed to take your point (laughs) cheater (laughs) you know back in my day that's called cheating all right well we got to see what's going to go let's go for
1: the gen x point now
2: all right let's go for it all
3: right guys moving on to gen x um let's go science or sports sports Sports, what wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers was the Super Bowl MVP in 1989?
1: Jerry Rice, obviously.
3: Right? That's right, Jerry Rice. (laughs) You guys are crushing it. You guys are crushing it. Can I have half his point
2: for telling you who threw the ball? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead.
3: (laughs) All right, next up, history or trends? Oh, trends. Trends, what was the top-selling Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, game of all time? Mario Brothers. Super Mario Bros., correct. It's the Battle Boys. Ooh.
1: Now, what are we getting getting into now? The boomer generation? We're actually in the OK Boomer category.
3: That's right. We're officially the baby boomers now. All right. Okay, let's go entertainment or sports.
1: We got to go with entertainment.
3: Awesome. What know, 1978 what village people hit reached iconic fame in part from a dance that requires spelling the lyrics with your arms? This is a layup for you, brother. Uh,
1: it became an awful political like rally song, too. YMCA. If I never have to hear that song again.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, who let the dogs up. <laughs>
1: no, <just> yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think
2: they're on the same level of just bad. News. My Macarena. No. Sorry.
3: <laughs> yep. That's correct. The YMCA. All right. Uh, let's go science or sports. Sports. The immaculate reception was made by Steelers legend Franco Harris against what NFL team during a 1972 divisional playoff game?
2: Oh, I don't know who the team was. Was it the Colts?
3: Incorrect. It was the Oakland Raiders.
1: Man, <laughs> I forgot. I should have taken your
3: point. That was a point. I don't need a
1: point. I already won you the game. You can't category. take your point. I guess it's Silent Generation now. All right. Wow. It,
3: it, what's the score right now, boys? I, I think it's 3-2 it's unless
1: three you two. count his point that three he stole two. from me. Now, I it's think it's tied. Oh, this oh, this God, will be God. for the winner because I, I had to steal the point. Well, it's tied.
3: All right. This is for the dub then. All right. Science or sports?
2: What are we in? Silent Generation? Will, silent Generation. I'll,
3: yeah. science? Science. I'll go with science.
2: I'll go with science.
3: Silent Generation, so years between 1928 and 1945. Yeah. Okay, so Silent, what car company was the first to include seat belts as standard in all their automobiles starting in 1958?
1: Chevrolet.
3: Good guess, Stop.
1: They're not even in business anymore. Do a good that <laughs> to them? It never pays to be the innovator, does it? You always want to be, like, second, because if you're the innovator, you'd be coming. I would have
2: went with Volvo. Like
1: they didn't even know where to put the key in those cars, remember? It was, like, in, the Yeah, like yeah, second, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But the 9,000 yeah. was nice. I like the 9,000. All right, you can go FTW right now. Here we go, man.
3: All right, this is. I think this is the tie it up or to win it. History or trends?
2: Uh, let's go history.
3: What trends revolutionary assumed military and political control of Cuba following a successful coup in
2: 1959
3: castro fidel castro correct he said Castrol like the
1: oil. <laughs> he said <"Yeah." laughs> You win, you win. That's
2: where castro oil came from, isn't it? No,
1: <laughs> no. I, you know what's funny? Because some of them are like deceptively, but it's like all trivia. It's easy if you know the answers. So some of them like they see, are seemingly just, like who wouldn't know that? Then there's ones that like, like you said on Trivia Pursuit, if you're in that silent, you live through that stuff. You would understand that stuff very easily.
2: No, it's a great game because the questions, at least the sampling of the questions and one that I've seen looking at it are those, like you said, afterwards you go, oh yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they're not like yeah. so obscure that- You'll probably at least you get three or five of those
1: categories because if you've if you've yeah. you know, a couple years old yeah
3: i love it yeah exactly it's a fun family trivia game you get everybody together over thanksgiving christmas it's a great thing to get the conversation started when you haven't seen family in a while and it's always fun to compete and you know be able to say you're the smartest of the bunch so it's it's a good game guys
1: what's the uh, supply chain like uh, on this thing what are the logistics behind it
3: yeah, so great question, and that's actually one of the reasons I started Ship Daddy um, was to make it easier to ship my own board games. We were just having a tough time with other 3PLs, uh, but the gist of it is we manufacture everything in China. Uh, we either um, uh, ship via boat or airship if we're running late on, on shipments and we need it you know, in time for the holidays. Uh, we ship everything over to our warehouse in central Pennsylvania, and then people can order off of Shopify, Amazon, Walmart.com. Uh, and then we ship directly to our, our end customers there. And then we're looking to start pushing into, you know, big retailers, uh, hopefully uh, later next year. So you'd be able to pick it up from, you know, your Walmarts, your Targets, your Barnes and Nobles, uh, th- things of that nature. But, yeah, that's kind of what the logistics looks like. And then from actually getting it to our warehouse, um, to those actual uh, big retailers, we would just freight it to, you know, their distribution centers and, and, and let, it, let it go from there.
1: Very cool. Hey, Joe, so before we let you go, people want to get a copy of this and, you know, give it out in the holidays, have it around the office. Uh, I know we're giving one of these boxes, at least to our TV team in the back, big board game trivia fans back there, so they can do that between shows. Um, But anyone else wants to get it, where do I send them?
3: Yeah, uh, awesome. So come to www.okboomer.game. Yeah, check out our website. Use code boomer10 for a 10% off discount. Um, And our contact information is on there as well if you want to chat it up.
1: I dig it. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. We'll uh, we'll connect further down the road, but I appreciate you telling us about the game and letting us play a little bit.
3: Thanks for having me, boys. Love your guy's show. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care, I man. I
1: love it. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah, That's we got to get more uh, Trivia Incorporated. We got to talk to them maybe about like, Getting the the trivia questions incorporating the wheel of stupid questions yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that.
2: The wheel of stupid trivia questions.
1: Yeah, like or any conversation, you know, starting to get slow or starting yeah. to
2: get bored with it, you know. Just, just How do you the think you decide, the decide trivia. if there's two or twenty players? How do you decide? I mean, I get the two, but the maximum is twenty. Why can't you do twenty-one? And why isn't the maximum sixteen? I think you might just run out of cards, like at a certain point, or just time sure. in a the day. There's two hundred seventy cards. Well, whatever. Well. Go for it. I don't know. take a look at this Mexico.
1: train right here look at what happened in Mexico over the weekend a huge blaze has engulfed a train and homes in Aguascalientes central Mexico after a fuel truck crash dramatic video of this went viral including all these aerial shots which you're seeing right now that person grabs his daughter and runs out of the truck Mexico's El Universal website says more than 1500 people were evacuated due to this incident some homes and cars were gutted by this fire as it bled out um, fortunately nobody died Though a few were sent to the hospital. And it looks, I mean, it looks much worse than you could imagine. Have, could have, I mean, you would, this looks like the whole town just got attacked.
2: Well, yeah, so some of the other overheads, right? It spread much further than that. It's not not just in that little area right there, right? It, like, kind of spread it along and hit some other warehouses, like, it so looks like. And hit stuff. A, it, they're not, it hasn't been clear if they hit a tanker. Uh, the train hit a tanker or the
1: tanker hit an overpass and somehow that got the fire onto the tracks. Right, or, right. The tanker hit an overpass and fell onto the track. Something happened there, and it got all that uh, diesel. looks bad, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, a train just being engulfed with that stuff and then spreading it everywhere was, I mean, the perfect storm, right? That's just, oof. It looks Thank God it's not a, like it a residential Glad
1: nobody was, in, not, nobody was killed, because I'm not yeah. going like to say that. It looks Woo. metal as hell. This um this is another incident that it's a miracle people walked away from. Take a look at this video right here. ML Lives reports Ooh. that mash Tinnock County, Michigan. You know where that is?
2: No, I do not. Okay, well, it
1: says uh, two motors were injured in a—loop play, Keep play, loop that one around. I want you to see a couple times. Were injured in a six-vehicle crash caused by distracted driving that was captured on this truck's dash cam, as you can see here. So that car, I, I think he ended up in the lane because he got rear-ended, that black one. Initially, when I first saw it, it looked like he just—like, that black car did that, right? Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. But I guess yeah, it was yeah. the other car that propelled him in this lane, and this caused this chain reaction where this truck hits the, the flatbed over there, all this stuff. Um, yeah investigators are reviewing this footage and they say that, uh, this, it was by that distractor driver who hit him. Nobody was, nobody
2: was killed fortunately, but yeah. uh, I mean, with that low open deck little trailer there, man, it's amazing that that car's, Plumming into that thing didn't get like sawed in half or something like that that is amazing uh, yeah that other car definitely pushed him from the rear left corner right out into the middle of that stuff Meanwhile, ann arbor man you, this is near michigan i don't know if you've ever done this uh, at of.
1: an auto dealership last year one but you ever glued your hand to the ground that's what this guy did
2: that's how i got my uh discount last time maybe i don't know yeah oh this guy
0: Okay, so I, uh, it's now um, 26 hours
3: that I'm on a hunger strike,
0: and uh, I've been glued on this service for 24 hours. Uh, it has been quite painful uh, during the night. Uh, I had to, it, it was cold, first of all, very cold. I felt my hands were really cold, um, and uh, I had to,
1: um, uh, to uh, lay up, to stand up. Uh, after every two hours. Of- okay, so what's going on with this How guy? So this stand up every
2: two hours? The, with
1: this, hand- this group called, like, Scientist Re- Rebel, Scientist Rebellion. They went over to this VW dealer in Germany. He says, he starts a live, after he glued himself to the ground, he starts this live tweet thread. He says, together with 15 members of Scientist Rebel 1, I have occupied the Porsche Pavilion at Autostat. Nine of us glued to the floor, and some of us are on a hunger strike, and our demands to decarbonize the German transportation sector. Is met. He goes on to say, uh, VW told us that they supported our right to protest, but they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in in a decent manner while we are glued and have turned off the heating and the lights. People in support can't get out of the building. And then he says, just a clarification, people in support can get out of the building, but then they couldn't get back in. Okay. No come and go policy when you're occupying the VW. Yeah. He says we can't order food, we must use the one provided by Volkswagen. Aren't they on a hunger
2: strike? Why yeah. is he trying to order no food? No door dash for you man.
1: Look, here's a way to lower your carbon footprint. Before you glue your hand, which by the way is a petroleum the uh, petrol product. Glue. Uh before you glue your hand to the ground. Pack yourself! Hey, fluff the nutter, right? Then you've got to order DoorDash and you don't have to bring all that in. Then you don't have to wonder why. Where's the you know, stadium, buddy? Right to protest, not entitled to protest. All right, anyway. Find me on Activity, dude. Find me at Vincent, dude. Don't be a stranger. Tell me how to be.
2: Hey, peace and love, spread it everywhere.